0: that intro and let's start this out appropriately let's get it all right good evening good morrow and good morning all you magnificently sexy motherfuckers out there we hope you are doing well welcome to the seekers of the sun a new series new cycle that we're turning and we're excited to kick it off with the one and only brother hazmat our grower our keeper of the wisdom and if nothing else probably one of the coolest motherfuckers i've ever met and today we're going to break into an extension, a continuation on our last conversation, branching from the magic of the self and the power of meditation into the healing, the healing of the self and the world around us, the responsibility that we all have to do it, and what exactly is it that we need to do? So, as met my friend, let's, let's start this. What do you think is the biggest issue that we need to heal as a collective right now?
1: The fact of self-accountability. Nobody has it anymore. Everyone blames, oh, it's the system. Oh, it's the crystals. Oh, it's the retrograde. Oh, it's the non-vaxxers. It's the Black Lives Matter. There's so much division in one. Why? No one has the accountability to realize, oh, these are my actions, my choices, my thoughts, my consciousness, the consciousness. We're so disconnected nowadays. It's sad. I mean, our society not to be upsetting or triggering to anybody, but our society is read by mental illness. And it's sad because people used to have the accountability to go get help for their mental illness. Now they're trying to reshape society to conform to their mental illness. And it's really
0: sad. You know, I think that's a really that's a really deep way to put it because I think there's there's there personal accountability is huge. The amount of times that I make a mistake and it's really difficult for me to come around to the fact that it was just my mistake, it wasn't because of any other extraneous variable. It was the fact that I just fucked up. So how do we how do we what's the first step that we can take to start becoming more personally accountable?
1: See, that's person to person based for me. Okay. For me, it's kind of hard because, you know, I feel like I'm doing these things. They're the right because of the path and way I was raised and things I've seen and my own truths that have came. Uh, And somebody else might see it a different way. The problem is no one takes a second for themselves. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you have a day off work. You're not going to sit at home, read some knowledge books, reflect on your week do that stuff. No, you're going to go out with friends. You're going to go catch the next concert. You're going to go to the bar, have a couple drinks. You're going to do something to kind of blow off steam. But really all you're doing is suppressing the shit you needed to work through this past week. Mm. You know, what things have you done yourself that you need to work on? What are things other people have done? Uh, I've noticed this in my work myself. I practice this in work. Like I'll be actively at my job, clocked in manager behind me and something will happen. And I'll turn around and I'll say something about it to hold everyone accountable and then the manager speaks up and goes you know what you're right Like the man that pays me is telling me i'm right about something that's going on in his company Mm. you know what i mean and he didn't have that he has been letting those accountabilities for those people slide and it's just you know it's it's the realization of hey this is not right something don't feel right
0: yeah well, I think that's there. There's a lot to that where you see where I, w- I get really curious as to why our culture has kind of developed around this blame game um, and what benefit it has, because as it seems, all that it does is, like you said, distracts. So mm-hmm. what is one of the first things that you noticed when you realized you weren't taking accountability for something? I
1: lost everybody. Hmm. No friends, no family wanted to be around. Cobra didn't really want to talk to me. and I realized Am I being funny? Am I being a dick? Like, where am I fucking up? Because it's not them. Obviously, everyone's got their own thing going on. But when it's that many people, something's wrong with source, not exterior. So that's when I had to turn and reflect. I, lo- I quit that job. I separated for a while and took time to myself and just kind of work on myself about who I was. Where, you know, maybe I'll sit all day and just play COD. Instead, now I'm putting the phone down and I'll go out and I'll just check out the flowers. Why? why not like it's it's the changing of yourself to help change the mindset that you're trying to be in and it's nobody wants to actually program themselves they're just like oh i was raised like this my parents taught me like this
0: this is how you I must be.
1: exactly are you your parents are you your own person like
0: right <laughs> No, well, that's, I mean, so what do you think is the hardest thing that people have to face when it comes to acknowledging this repetition of a cycle or a process of non-accountability?
1: Well, to me, there's two, there's two parts to it. There's the people that feel like they're normal, that don't go get help, don't seek help, don't try to test, don't try to look deeper in themselves because they're afraid there might be something wrong and they don't want to be judged by that. And then you have the people that know they have certain issues, certain Uh, we'll call them mental handicaps, such as bipolar, ADHD, narcissism, um, whatever it might be, that know they have it and don't do anything about it. So Mm. for those two categories, the first one, for the people out there that are afraid that something might be wrong, the doctor might have some bad news, the counselor might have some advice for you. What are you afraid of? Why are you afraid of yourself? Mm. And for the people that have these... Call them dis- these disorders or these handicaps or these you know challenges, challenges. or uh, yeah. roadblocks in their way why aren't you asking for the crane to help lift it out of the way why aren't you asking for that assistance that you know can make your life better it's not something to be ashamed of you have this issue this is how you were born you were created from source you made a soul contract that these were going to be your issues and you were going to overcome them and help raise the vibration so why be done by the devil
0: Hmm. So when we talk about mental illnesses, personally, I have a dissociative identity disorder, and that's something that I, I find is it, it's, it's difficult, um, but it's definitely not unmanageable. Now, I don't seek out any kind of like Western pharmaceutical approach to remedying it, but I definitely hold a certain kind of counsel with myself to reflect on. Well, why did version A, why did alter A versus alter B actor respond? And they're, they're, there's a mutual accountability. So I definitely, I don't think that I would qualify under one of the sense, but I know that it's easy to look at something that's difficult for you to do. Like for me, like there's difficult to engage in certain social settings or certain
1: environments
0: yes. or to blame the actions of one alter on another. Say was it wasn't me, it was them. But the reality is it is you, it's, it, it, it is me. It's, it's the personal accountability of the situation, but that's not easy to get into.
1: No, I gotta ask. With your ADD, why, why aren't you using your superpower to your advantage?
0: Yeah. So in this case, well, it's dissociative identity disorder. So I have multiple personalities that have a tendency to manifest at different times, depending on the trauma, trial, or environment. And I'll be honest, I, I personally definitely do. At least I try to. There are times where I can't, in the sense that they're arguing. You know, when you're arguing with part of yourself, it's difficult to make any progress going forward. But they're like, so here's an example. Um, on our On our, our YouTube channel, our different contents, there's a character called Mikhail Moonstrom. He's very dramatic. Um, he he's very theatric. You know, very. You heard him at the beginning of the call. You know, he it's likes
1: anxiety.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, this is the this is the suit I put on so that I can approach the the, the recording of content or the engaging with other people better. But there are times when I, I feel like I can't take it off. Like, you know, I, like this is where it's safe, so I'm gonna stay here. But personal accountability isn't always about being safe. Sometimes it's the acknowledgement that I need to use the crane. That there's technology outside of me and experience which goes beyond me that I need to take advantage of. So what would you advise me to do if I was at a point where I couldn't, I felt like I was really trapped because of this mental handicap?
1: That's you feeling trapped in your own prison. And I would say state to state back because it sounds to me like the mo- multiple personalities you have, might also have an underlying OCD for control due to the anxiety. Now, this is where I say this is okay. you have these different characters, these different personas and people inside you. One is your anxiety. One is your anger. One is your depression. One is your, we'll call it base. One is your happy. One is, you know, you, you have yeah. like the seven dwarves. You have them all in you. To me, my biggest thing for grounding it would be yeah, grounding yourself and realizing.
0: No audio difficulties there. He'll be right back.
1: Are we there? Yep, you're back. Okay, sorry.
0: Uh, you We're know, on grounding.
1: Uh, so yeah, you have your ground it would be grounding yourself because in the end of the day, we inevitably are marching to something that we have no clue what's to come. And if anything's gonna be anxious about that, it should be that not mere things that Ooh. may take 10 seconds of our day. You know what I mean? We have, Ooh. you know, you have a bank account every day, let's say with a hundred million dollars in it. Are you going to get upset when someone takes a hundred or are you there? Nine hundred and ninety nine million dollars. You have. Fair so I think in the same concept, you know, we have to ground ourselves that, what am I so worried about here? Why am I worried? And, realize, you know, taking that step back and hitting that third person, this is where I say a lot of people have got to understand the difference between 3D and 5D.
0: Yeah.
1: 3D is being in that moment. 5D yeah. is being able to be in that moment, push out, look outside, realize, come back and correct.
0: Oh, okay. That's probably one of the best definitions I've heard for five-dimensional existence. Because
1: at that point you are conscious in moment you are conscious of outside surrounding and you are conscious of surrounding outside surroundings you know and it's it's the base of trying to every day practice the school of no swordsmanship hmm. and long story short it goes that there was a monk and a uh once it was a fisherman and they were you know there's an argument The fisherman said, let's have a duel. And the monk said, not here. Too many people get hurt. Let's go to the island over here. So they hop on the boat. They sail over. The fisherman jumps off and the monk pushes off ashore and stays on the boat. The fisherman is angry, yelling, shouting, pissed off. Come fight me. And the monk is sailing back to shore, saying the school of no swordsmanship. Hmm. The monk is still at peace while the fisherman is angry. Why? Because the monk took a step back and realized, hey, This was an accident. He is overreacting. I am not going to allow this external to affect me. And I'm not going to allow other people to get harmed for other people's externals. And bringing that back, he simply removed the situation from the safety.
0: Fascinating. I like that. I like that. that.
1: We have to do that with life in ourselves. You know, for instance, you with your personalities, practice the school you have to keep control of that base at all times that base is your home your home and that's where you practice your school everything else mm. is the fisherman
0: Ooh, man i didn't i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to send you some uh, therapy money man I, I i feel like you know if my therapist would charge me 600 an hour like <laughs> this is this is this is incredibly revealing and personally uh Like I I understand what you're saying. Like I I hear that. I'm like, wow, I've got goosebumps because there's a lot of like it it relates uh, deeply to that to that struggle. And
1: I have ADHD. My focus is shit. I can't keep anything in order organized. But if it's a chaotic mess, I know exactly where it's at. Preach. I don't know why I thrive in chaos, but I do know why because it's my superpower. When chaos hits, everyone always calls me because I have the calm mind to work through it. Mm. with my ADHD, I can't focus. So holding a job, keep a task, doing this is really hard. I found myself in a job at a dish pit at a Mexican restaurant. And within two months, I'm already getting raises and promotions and this and that, because I honed into my power. I honed into, Hey, I have this this disability. This is how my brain works. Now, how do I wire it to work in my favor? Mm -hmm. And in doing so, you know, I'm running a dish pit where we got to rinse, wash, place, stack, clean, do all these things all at once and I'm running a three-man operation, no problem. And I never could do that in my life before because I never realized what was really going on with self. As soon as I took that accountability, cool, my life changed because I now control my life again, not my mental disability, my roadblock. It's me. Not the the, angel on the shoulder. This is you
0: at the helm, not you being, you know, pulled before the ship, so to speak.
1: You know, those shows where everyone's got the angel and the devil on the shoulder. Right. And they're sitting there back and forth arguing. The guy's like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. I just flicked them off and said, this is what I'm doing.
0: Got it. It becomes a decision, <laughs> not a question. Well, that's exactly. the challenging part to asking a question, is anything could be the answer. But to doing, there is no question to be asked. It is existence. And thus, in Buddhism and a lot of Eastern philosophies, thus the pure state of existence is just existing, not trying to contemplate it, nor resist it, nor judge it or articulate it, but to be wholly connected to it.
1: And that's where, as a society, we've lost, because look what we have right now going on. We have the male versus female who's better more dominant power as well as we have the trans and non-trans battling it out
0: yeah
1: now my thing is when anything happens someone breaks into your house your car needs fixed and don't get me wrong there's plenty of women out there that are strong enough mentally capable and could do this stuff as well but the facts of our society in reality anything happens or work needs to be done who's the first person you call a man or someone with force right
0: mm-hmm. well i Whenever mean like you mentioned you're... go ahead i'm sorry go ahead well you'd like you mentioned earlier there's sometimes where you need to call in the specialized tool for the task and i think it is an ignorant argument for anybody to say that men and women are the same because they're not they're not yeah you know, there, there is a vast difference. And there's well, also a wide range of variance between the spectrum of entirely masculine and entirely feminine. When you consider the balance of positive and negative, not into gender, not into sexual identities or orientations, but just your body is not just all positive energy. It's a balance between positive and negative, which we experience through the masculine and the feminine,
1: which is also, yes, in our brains. That's why we have two hemispheres of brain our male right. and female. Right. Uh It's like, we are all oranges. There's an orange and there's a mandarin. Yes, they are the same, but they are different. One's sweeter, one's smaller, one's stronger, one's bigger. They are the same. We are all human. We are all same, but we all have our abilities, which plays into the whole trans thing going on right now. Sure, there are those people, very small percentage, that are hermaphrodited and born male and female. Those are who I, in my brain, would consider the true trans, because... That is how you were born. These people nowadays, I feel that, you know, the pushing kids to uh, castrate themselves and chemically castrate themselves and change their gender and do all those surgeries nowadays. Hear me out on this. If we have a thing called body dysmorphia, right? Where a skinny person sees themselves fat, vice versa. And we have people that help and counselors with that. So wouldn't this whole trans thing going on be nothing more than gender dysmorphia?
0: I think there's a I think there's a large percentage of it which can be contributed to societal and social and social media influence when it comes to the ideal form. We're yes. not taught that the form that you are given is the perfect form. We're shown a perfect form and then given a series of steps on how to make your form that form. So yes. I, I, I don't disagree with you when it, come, when it comes to the point that like I don't I, – I, my, my, my theology is that – my belief is that you were made perfect. You don't have to become perfect. You are perfect. And yeah. so it was not a mistake by the universe for you to be born this way. No. It is, that, that's who you are. But you shouldn't limit you yourself are. by some box of masculine or feminine or male or female or insert acronym here. I think if you are okay with just being you and not trying to compete with other people, then it shouldn't matter what you are. You are you. And that is that is a androgynous, mixed, perfect balance of creation unified in this moment nothing that needs to be like well i am this i have this i the minute we say what we are we've limited ourselves
1: yep we are consciousness
0: correct we are (laughs) you know like i just i feel like there is there's there's been like you know we talk about some of the disagreements that can occur between it just in the internal battle we face I feel like on a very large collective level, you know, there's some internal agreements in regards to, or disagreements about how the conscious side of creation is moving forward. And so the unconscious is moving in reflex to it. And that's why we see a lot of the stresses and the strains that we do, all guiding everyone to inevitably go through an experience or a transition or transformation, which allows them to understand what we've kind of described.
1: See, and I feel part of that as well. And I feel like, you know that whole battle between light and dark yeah what if it, it's not a actual light and dark like we can perceive it because that's how we can perceive it mm-hmm. what if it's a battle of conscious versus unconscious
0: i think that's the best description you could have described no, because because that's the okay. the unconscious and the conscious you know it is the one it is the zero but at the same point like we have to realize that they're the part of the same thing. You know, they're, they're a part of one whole, it's not separate things. They are unified together to create it. And so when there's confliction and, you know, swelling, so to speak, why do you think that occurs, right? We're all one body, something's going on. We're all one collective experience. Hermeticism teaches that in the first law. Why do you think that we face such inability to move in a constructive, uh, in a consciously constructive way forward? Because the ego. Okay.
1: The ego of self, realizing, you know, realizing, oh, I'm this person, so everything should be my way. You know, we're all really a bunch of Karens out here just pissed off at everyone else, shaking our finger, when really that person on the street that's hungry, you know, could have had his house burned down. Right. But you assume he's a drug addict. The, you know, the mother on the corner... Selling fruit, she just lost her job and harvested her farm. She's trying to make extra money to stay alive, mm. but we judge them as street vendors, or you know, we put them Unfit down. And exactly, yeah. When at the end of the day, there's nothing different between what we're doing and the poison that the sell the stores are doing. The only difference is you're not going to get poisoned by our stuff, you know. And we have no kindness or heart in the world because it's been shaped and set in such a money-hungry, egotistical way. And I know it for a fact. I bought my Maserati. Finally, I started driving that thing. I could feel the ego coming on. Every time I get behind that wheel, every time I hear that engine rev, I feel the ego. Oh, God, do I feel the ego. (laughs) But I have to humble myself. Thankful I have a car that I could hear do this. Thankful Mm -hmm. I have a car that can run out of gas. Thankful I have a car that I have to go get the brain. You know what I mean? I'm Mm -hmm. thankful for the issues of the blessing that was given. Right, and that's where in society we got to realize that you know, somebody may have some money saved up, life's good, all your bills are paid, you can go out and do things. You walk by someone who literally looks like they are miserable. They're in the rain, piss poor. You couldn't, you know, afford to hey walk them over to the hotel and pay for a night so they can shower, get a good night's rest, and help themselves out of the situation they're in because, like the lighter. I don't know if you've heard this reference, you hold a, you keep a lighter inside and you put a lighter outside. Yeah. In the morning after a storm, the lighter outside won't work, but the lighter inside will. But all you need is a little spark and that other lighter works just fine. Mm-hmm. As humans, we don't give that spark. No. And that's what's missing. The ego.
0: So what do you think is the step to de-weaponizing the ego against our life?
1: the realization that everyone's a reflection of you. And if you can't take the second to sit and find how you and this person are exactly alike, then the issue is you.
0: Ooh, ow. That hits home.
1: Like for my job, I see plenty of people. I see there's a young bigger dude in there that acts like a gangbanger, little white boy act, you know, throwing gang signs, trying to do all that. I used to be that kid. I thought that was a cool life. I relate to this kid on that level, and I try to t- mentor and help him out because it's not the way to go. I see another person who's an attention seeker. That used to be me. Like It's that coming back to holding your accountability <laughs> of self and realizing everything around you is a reflection of you and your life.
0: What do you do when it's dark and you feel like you can't find the reflection that you know you need to see because you've seen it before? And that's what kind of puts you in line to see what you need to have that experience, to create that meaningful connection to everyone around you. But Right now, it's dark and you feel alone and your selfish action to just, you know, to, to be okay in that moment. But what do you do when you're there and it's dark and there's no light to see any mirror, even if you were right in front of it?
1: Realize nothing would exist without you. Let me explain on that. Nothing in this world exists without you. And I'm not meaning like you and me, like this conversation. I mean, any listener out there, this is a personal message to you. Reality cannot exist without you. Because to have reality, there has to be you. Without you, this moment would not exist. This podcast would not be being heard. This conversation would not happen without you. It's not me speaking. It's not the external reality. Because it's all a reflection of you. So without you, nothing would exist.
0: It's all the perception. Oh my God, brother. I am I'm sitting here like Jesus. I'm happy I don't have to pay for this because this would be this would be expensive.
1: <laughs> I you that's where it gets to it. When you get depression, no one loves you, no one cares. You don't love yourself. You don't care about yourself.
0: Yeah, because you Pain's are the... happy. You're there. You can. It, you, no, amen. I, I fucking love I it. I mean,
1: I was clean of cocaine for four years. I relapsed when my house burned down because I hit that dark place. What's the point? Who cares? What matters? No one's going to help because, you know, you reached out and tried to do that. Go fund me. And, that, you know, we didn't really get anything off it. No. But then on TikTok, you're seeing all these people, 15,000, 20,000, single mother, single mother, you know what I mean? But no one cares about the single father. And that was very depressing and put me in a really dark place. And I, yeah, I wanted to overdose. I wanted to just get high and get out of it. Took me one week, and here I am, this conscious person. Took me one week to pull out of it. And realize this is a distraction, and none of this would exist without me. I'm thankful I had a house to burn down. Let's go. And here I am, about to move to Washington to do bigger things.
0: On to the next venture. On to the next so question. I next. had
1: to realize none of this would exist or happen without me. So why let the why let the unconscious take over?
0: Hmm. Well, you know, I think there's, there, there's, a, there, there's a good kind of uh, ending point to leave our listeners, l- our listeners with, right? All of the voices that are in your head, that are going on, that you experience outside of you and inside, they're all still you. They are the reflections of you, they are the engagements of you. And so when you look at how you react and how you respond, you have a remarkable view to see all of you, not just the one ego, the one vehicle we're sitting in in the moment to get through the societal situation. You know, it's you.
1: And yes. to all the listeners that are still like just having that hard time finally making it click, do me a favor. Write out universe, how it's spelled, how we were raised, it's spelled. Write that out for me. Then right above that, write universe, you universe. And tell me if they sound any different. It is all you. Nothing exists without you.
0: It gets dark, everybody, but the light always comes, and it's just when you open your eyes. And I think exactly. that's it. That doesn't have to be complicated. Don't let anybody sell you some shit. You are everything you need, and understand that everybody else around you is also you. They are a part of you, an extension of you. They are just like the whole body, you know, contributing to an experience. They're not without you. They are there. Fight them feel them, be wherever you need to be, but understand that inevitably it's yourself. You are feeling yourself. You are fighting yourself. Take a breath, breathe, and be. Brother Hazmat, I, again, I'm always speechless at the end of these calls because I come away with such a personal sense of reverence for the experience that you have, but I'm deeply humbled at the wisdom that you're able to share and for taking the time to come on and join us.
1: I'm thankful for these because they're also a session for me of my own realization and self. As we're speaking, I'm receiving downloads, things are clicking on my head, things are happening that as I'm speaking this, it's confirming, you know, and mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful to duality of being the teacher and the learner all at one.
0: The paradoxical existence to be born, exist and die all at one moment.
1: You remember the breakdown of hippie, right? Yep. Hyper intelligent people pursuing intellectual experiences. H I P P I E.
0: Let's run through that. So let's let's do hazmat and hippie. We're gonna give them some powerful acronyms here.
1: So hazmat is a way of life where hippies achieving zen meditation and trance, finding your bliss. And hippie we are is... hippie, hyper intelligent people. Pursuing Intellectual Experiences, H-I-P-P-I-E.
0: Boom. Drop the mic. Everybody write that shit down. Don't forget it.